episode of Tea Time. I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gessert. And so today we're going to be talking about a really unfortunate tragedy that unfolded over uh, Thanksgiving break. Mm -hmm. On Saturday, November 19th, a gunman opened fire in the Club Q um, nightclub in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, killing five people, injuring 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. It's just really, really sad. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we just kind of want to talk, first we want to talk about the shooting and then kind of figure that we'll just kind of delve into mass shootings in general, Yeah, which has clearly been an issue for the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, the 22-year-old suspect, what's um, his name? His Anders- name is Anderson Lee Aldrich, but he um, changed his name to that. Um, let me find it. So he was born under the name Nicholas Brink, um, but he changed it legally in 2015. Um, but he is 22 years old. And he was, um, was he arrested previously? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. For a bomb threat. Um, So, obviously not someone with a reputable past. (laughs) Yeah. It's like somebody who had clearly violent tendencies. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure he, I don't even know if he was ever charged. I'm like, I mean. Right, that's why I didn't know if he was, like, fully arrested because I've, uh, I would assume he wasn't charged. Or yeah. What I thought happened was kind of he was, um, like, accused of a bomb threat or suspected bomb threat. Um, he mm-hmm. like had, I think what – this is pure – I don't have this in front of me, so take my words with a grain of salt pretty much. But what I feel like I remembered hearing was something about, like, his mom had reported him for a bomb threat that he'd been threatening her or something like that. Oh my God. So police went there, and there was no bomb. So they let him go is what I'm thinking happened. I think he was arrested first, but then ob- to, like, you know, remove him right. from the situation. But then when they didn't find anything, he was let go. I don't remember if that's exactly. Let mm-hmm. me see. Um, previous char- yeah, previous charges against Aldrich were dropped. Okay. So, yeah. Again, I don't have the exact specifics. Of- yeah, okay, wait, here. So I have CNN, a CNN article pulled up in front of me um Aldrich's mother told police that her th- son threatened her with a bomb that's that's what happened and just I don't know it's just one of those kind of things that it's like again we had somebody with clear signs of mental illness clear mm-hmm. signs of violent tendencies mm-hmm. clear signs that they're not okay and yet they were still able to purchase a gun mm-hmm. it just seems like a repeating story yeah and that's that was like Oh, it was so sad to hear. Mm-hmm. It was like we were trying to do a, you know, a react story to students and I spoke with this one kid and he's his he told me like his in his words like as as sad as it is to say it wasn't shocking to hear. Right. It's yeah, he said that perfectly. Like I feel like nowadays like mass shootings just aren't like that like oh my god, like how is like it happens so often that it's just becoming, like, normalized in a way. Yeah, I 100%. Like, I feel like the first situation where I ever had that was, um, you remember the Pulse, nice cl- Pulse nightclub shooting? Yeah. Where at the time, that was the deadliest mass shooting in the United mm-hmm. States history. And then, like, a couple months later, like, I think, like, three months later was the Vegas shooting. Mm-hmm. And that was then the deadliest mass shooting in United States mm-hmm. history. Which is, like... 
why is it so quickly back to back that this can happen? Why why do we have it's almost like people are challenged by when they hear that. Right. And they're like, Oh, I want I wanna hold that mm-hmm. title. But it's like that's a terrible title to hold. Mm-hmm. No, for it's, sure. It's so frustrating. I just like I don't know. I don't get why people do that. Like clearly there's like mental illness and stuff, but also and like violent tendencies in the mix too. But also I think too like people can get guns so easily nowadays. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's what I get so hesitant to bring up mental health when we have discussion the, mm-hmm. the discussion of um gun gun control and gun violence because a lot of it mental health is only ever brought up in response to a gun control mm-hmm. thing. Or if somebody is proposing gun restrictions, banning bump stocks, banning AR15s, then people bring up oh, no, we shouldn't ban guns. We just need to increase mental health funding. We just need to increase Mm -hmm. mental health resources. Which, like, yes, absolutely, I agree with those. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's going to stop these shootings. No, no, not at all. Because it's, I I mean, I'm not a psychologist or a doctor, but, like, I feel like it's just a combination of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just mental illness or violent tendencies. Like, I feel like it has to be a mix of the two. Oh, yeah. And, again, with, like, how you were raised, obviously, like your yeah. environment, the the way that you grew up has a huge factor as well, which right. obviously can increase somebody's violent tendencies or mm-hmm. their defensive strategies or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like the thing that always comes up to me with this kind of thing, like especially this, um, it's not, I don't know if it was ever confirmed to be a hate crime, but I, it was a, the only LGBTQ plus nightclub in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. So you can't help but you're like, really? Anything other than a hate crime? Right. But now, I am not totally sure. I don't want to say if this would, like, have anything to shit, like, to deal with, like, it being a hate crime or not. But the shooter, um, their pronouns are there. They and their. Yeah, I saw that, too. And... I, that's a, it's and such a I, fine line. Mm-hmm. And it says in the CNN article um, that they identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the thing where I like, I heard that and mm-hmm. I was like, really? Because mm-hmm. again, I, it, <clears throat> like, this is what I mean, like, fine line is like, I don't, never want to like, you know, um, what's the word? Like, deval, not devalue, like eliminate maybe what there's a word that invalidate okay you never want to invalidate somebody's existence you know Mm -hmm. if this person truly is non-binary then like obviously i'm going to use the correct pronouns this they them but it just seemed to be convenient about the timing of the release of Mm -hmm. them using those pronouns right no i could see that and i mean like no one should ever do that, and it's it's sad that, like, we do have to, like, think, like, is that a possibility? But, like, I think it definitely could be. And that that's what I kept seeing all over Twitter, TikTok, of people are, you know, kind of piecing together or allegedly, um, you know, kind of saying that they think that they are started u- only use, started using these pronouns to get rid of the hate crime charge. Mm. I feel like they list would, of charges. I feel like they would have to, like, talk to, like, people that he knew prior to the shooting to see if that's actually true. Yeah, and I do think that um, 
I really hope that at least that that's what the criminal justice system is going to do. Right. Because if this is a hate crime, which I think it is, Mm -hmm. then it absolutely needs to be charged as such. Right. And that's another thing, like, you know, you can kind of go into, like, internalized homophobia and that kind of thing, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, you know, you're not ex- just because you're a part of the community doesn't mean that you can't commit violence towards the community in For a sense. For sure. So, I don't know. It's weird in that regard, too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, someone did stop the shooter. Yeah. It was um, Richard Fierro, an Army veteran, and he tackled um, Aldrich, the suspect, um, to the ground and used the suspect's handgun, and he was like hitting him like crazy yeah if you haven't seen the mug shots um google it unless you don't like like intense bruising and mm-hmm. like those kind of images he's not like you know cut up it's not like mm-hmm. bloody or anything but like the he bruises got on his mug shot intense mm-hmm. and there was another person that jumped in um to help um fiero the veteran yeah i um, heard it was a, a trans woman and she like stomped on him with her heels oh my god i, I heard that too love that <laughs> Much like that. Again, not encouraging violence, but obviously he started it. You know, in self-defense. Yeah. He's saving, like, hundreds of people that were in that club. Yeah. I think um, in his interview that he did with multiple news sources, he was like, um, Richard Fierro was like, I saw him moving towards the patio, which he knew a lot of people had just run out onto to escape gunfire. So if he hadn't jumped out on there, that presumably those 20, 30 people, whatever, who had escaped out there mm. might not have survived, and this could have turned into, you know, the next deadliest mass shooting in America. Right. How many people were killed? Five? Five people. Okay. Yeah. There's 17 hospitalized, I believe. hmm So I don't have the updates on any of those people. Mm-hmm. If, um, if any of them are still critical or if they're all going to be okay, but... Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, going back on our previous point, um, there is, at the bottom of the CNN article, um, they spoke with a neighbor of, um, the shooter, and it says that the neighbor recalled that Aldrich would occasionally express hateful attitudes toward people. Um, he specifically remembered one time that Aldrich vocalized verbally that they, this is quote, did not like or slash hated the gays, using a derogatory term for them. Um, And then later down, it says that the neighbor um, said the alleged shooter never mentioned they were non-binary. And, like, again, that target speaks to my point earlier Mm -hmm. that people were talking about on social media. Um, It also speaks to the possibility that this is a hate crime, the probability that it is a hate crime. Mm -hmm. That's just something I wanted to kind of talk about with this is the um, increasingly negative rhetoric used towards um, LGBTQ plus individuals, Mm -hmm. um, specifically with right wing media or right wing politicians. Like the day after the Club Q shooting, I saw that um, lawmakers in Texas voted, are like not voted, they. pitched a bill to um, equate drag queen shows to sex work. I saw that. It was, like, something to, like, make sure that no minors were in a restaurant that there's uh, drag queen shows at. Yeah, and that rhetoric 
that kind of language is exactly what leads to this kind of behavior. Right. It is unacceptable. It's wrong. It's mm-hmm. misinformation. And it's it's dangerous. It's right. plain dangerous. I saw somebody on TikTok say about that kind of stuff that, like, lawmakers might as well be loading the bullets mm-hmm. for the club Q shooter if they're going to keep saying stuff like that. Right. Because, you know, people are easy to manipulate. Mm-hmm. We have learned this. We see this all the time in history. Right. Like, you... you- if you print, present a scapegoat, if you make people fearful, they're mm-hmm. going to act violently because they think they have to protect themselves when there is no present danger. Right. It's kind of like the misinformation surrounding the Safety Act. Yeah, exactly. It's because I don't like it personally, so I'm going to make you hate it as well. Right. To back me up on it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, stuff like that. Like, if you don't like it, just don't go to it. Exactly. No one's forcing exactly. you to go. Nobody is forcing you to go. Nobody is forcing your kids to go. Right. No, like, little kid is going to go if, unless their parents take them. Exactly. And, yeah. and if their parents are taking them, that means their parents trust them. Right. And it's like, that's their parents, like, each, you know. Yeah, you can't just take somebody's parenting. Right. Something I wanted to bring up, with again, with the drag queens is, so I personally follow a lot of drag queens. I've watched a couple of seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. you know, follow a couple on YouTube, all that fun stuff. Sorry, <coughs> right, I'm gonna have to. So there's one pretty well-known drag queen that I follow. Her name's Trixie Mattel. I don't know if you've heard of her. Mm-hmm. Like she, like verb, um, on this topic, she verbally said, like, um, my shows are not for kids. You know, mm-hmm. I make them explicit. I make them have, you know, inappropriate jokes or whatever on them. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's obviously not the case with her. Like, it's like. Again, it's like context. Uh huh. Right. You know, nobody's bringing their kids to a Trixie Mattel show. They're bringing them to a drag queen story hour, which these drag queens are clearly prepared to be with children. They are uh-huh. dressed appropriately. Right. Like a lot of them are like wearing like princess gowns when mm-hmm. they're doing their drag queen stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's not like they're wearing like some skimpy bikini or something like that mm-hmm. if you're even worried about that. Right. And like, I don't know. I feel like with that stuff, you can also kind of relate it to like certain music because like, I don't know. I had this, like, assignment in one of my classes a couple weeks ago where we were talking about this, and it's, like, artists, like, their music, like, they're making it for themselves and their fans. And it's, like, a little kid doesn't listen to, like, hardcore music with, like, swear words and, like, sexual innuendos and all that. Yeah, but I would even argue, like, obviously some people do let their kids listen to that. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, I see videos all the time of, like, you know, a dad out with their kid and they're listening to like heavy metal Mm -hmm. or like rap and the kid is singing along Mm -hmm. but that's fine for some reason Mm -hmm. it's only when drag queens are involved that suddenly it's a problem Mm -hmm. or any kind of lgbtq plus media music movie Mm -hmm. right it's like nowadays like i don't know i feel like people were able to get away with this like maybe like 40 50 years ago but it's like Kids, like, are going to be exposed to the LGBTQ plus community, like, no matter what. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, you can't try to put things in place to, like, bar them from seeing that because they will eventually. And it's, like, I don't know. I feel like it's just, like, if you talk about it and have, like, open discussions, it just makes it so much easier for everyone involved. Yeah. But that's, I think, what parents who are um, homophobic Mm -hmm. or anti-whatever are trying to do is they're trying to get ahead of it so that when their kid does see 
LGBTQ plus people in, in media, mm-hmm. they think they already have negative thoughts instilled in their brain, which is right. problematic. It is. It's and like we said, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's the same kind of goes that same kind of rhetoric goes with racism. It goes right. with Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. Goes with what else is there? Anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. Right. Because like, especially like, um, you know, with the racism thing, it's like little kids don't like know that there's like a big difference and stuff. Like yeah. obviously you can see a skin difference, but like, you know, you don't. That it like racism, no kid like thinks like that. Yeah. Like it's like through social, so like socially and like your parents and like all the other factors that influence like your behavior. Yeah. It's like you, in preschool, you have no comprehension of that. You know, right. you're like, I'm playing, they're playing, we're having a good time. Mm-hmm. And then you grow up and you either hear about politics or your family's um, racist rhetoric or something like mm-hmm. that, or you, just see how the world treats you differently. Mm-hmm. And sudden, and that's obviously going to impact how you look at the world moving forward. And that, like we said, same thing with racism, same thing with homophobia, same thing with any kind of religion aspect. Mm-hmm. It's just so important to keep an open mind mm-hmm. regardless, regarding everybody. Exactly. Oh, it's just... And then, obviously, I want to talk about gun control a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um... This year we've had already, so I did a column on this as well before this episode, um, a couple days after the shooting, because now we're, what, almost a little over a week since the shooting? Yeah, it was a little bit before Thanksgiving, so I would say, like, yeah, roughly a week or so. Yeah. Um, At the time of me writing that article, there were 606 mass shootings in the United States. Mm -hmm. 606. And Club Q was 601. Mm-hmm. That was the number it was. And, like, you know, we've had so many big names come up over the course of this year in terms of mass shooting. Uvalde. We had Highland Park mm-hmm. over the summer. Yeah. Like, those were tragedies. Absolutely tragedies. Yet, nothing was done. Mm-hmm. Nothing was done. There is no change in purchasing guns, there's no change in background checks, there's no change in bump stocks, nothing. All it is, is just, you know, fluff talk. Mm-hmm. Thoughts and prayers to the victims. We need to do better. Yeah. Except the, we don't do anything. Right, it's the same story. It's like everyone ranting about gun control, and then nothing happens, and then things are normal for a little bit, and then there's another mass shooting. Mm-hmm. And then it's the thoughts and prayers, and then it's the, we need more gun control, and then nothing happens, and it's just like that. It's a stupid, endless cycle right. of violence. Like, stuff should have really changed after Sandy Hook, and that I know. was years ago. It was so long ago. That and it's was... like, nowadays, like, if lawmakers... And, like, people in charge, if they really wanted something to happen, not to, like, not that they can do, do it overnight, but, like, they could get it done. Yeah, And it's, it's like, just, like, why? Like, you do not need to have an AK-47 or whatever. I don't really know guns. <laughs> but, like, you don't need that. 
No, you, you like, don't. That's not a hunting. Like that's always like the defenses. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I need, I need to protect my home. Right. That is not what you. You can have a pistol or a rifle, a right. single shot weapon. Uh huh. No, I was or gonna say like they're like it's a hunting weapon. I'm like, no, it is not. That's again what a rifle is used for. Right. It's like if you want to have like a handgun or whatever in your house, and you're an adult and you have a family, and you think that keeps you safe, if you get it legally, like, by all means, that is your. That's one of the amendments, I believe. Um, but like all, like you don't need an assault rifle. No one, I literally, there's no, you do not for why, like you're not in a war. Like we don't live in a war zone. Right. There's never been a country or like besides the civil war or Mm -hmm. the revolutionary war, there has not been a war since on U.S. soil. Right. A lot of the times we are not under active threat of anything Mm -hmm. other than other American citizens, as we can see. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, like, always, like, the proposed gun amendments, too, are never, like, things that would inflict upon current gun owners. It's just future stuff. Yeah. Future background checks. Mm-hmm. Future prevention of bump stock right. sales. Like, but I will say, though, I, like, obviously I would have to look at all of them, but, like, the commonality that I'm seeing among a lot of the mass shooters are younger people. Closer oh, yeah. to our age than compared to, like, you know, 40-year-old men who may have had a gun for a few years. Yeah, exactly. And that's the, that's my point with that is, like, presumably, a lot a lot of these shooters don't have any guns until, like, a couple days or a couple weeks before mm-hmm. they plan the shooting. Right. Like, if we pass legislation now, that could prevent so many more in the future. Mm-hmm. It's not like these people have been planning it out years in advance or anything. Mm-hmm. Because for a lot of them, they aren't old enough then right. to get guns. Like, the Uvalde shooter, like, was, what, 17, 18 years old? Mm-hmm. And, like, I think he was 17, but, like, had if you got parental permission in Texas or something, something, don't quote me on that, mm-hmm. but it was something along those, or he was, like, freshly 18, mm-hmm. you know, something is, like that. Is 18 the law for buying a gun? Yeah, nationwide is yeah. 18. See, I don't know. Like, that's another thing. Why do you have to be 21 to drink alcohol, but you can buy a gun when you're eight? Like, that that just does not make sense to me at I all. I also agree with that. Like, I I don't get that at all. It's just a lot of priorities, yeah. I feel like, are so messed up in this country. Mm-hmm. That we're more concerned about the well-being of our children becoming gay or whatever uh-huh. it is. Like, it's a bad thing. It's right. natural. Than they are about their safety. Like, like... Kids are literally afraid to go to school mm-hmm. because every time we hear a shooting on the radio or on the TV or in a newspaper, we're like, that could have been us. Right. When am I, when is that mm-hmm. going to happen? Like, that is such a crazy thing to think about that one day in my life, I'm probably going to endure some kind of close encounter like that mm-hmm. because I live in America. Right. That is so, so scary to think mm-hmm. about. And the amount of people from... Um, Parkland, from Sandy Hook, from um, Virginia Tech, who live with PTSD to this day because of the school shootings they endured, or Mm -hmm. from Pulse or Club Q now. Right, or like the Highland Park shooting. Yeah. Right. All these people are now dealing with new mental Mm -hmm. health problems because of these shootings, and now we're like, now after the shooting, they're like, oh, increased mental health Well, That should have been from the start. Right. So it's like I agree that we need to improve social services and then a lot of the people who are advocating for gun control are also advocating against mental health. So 
Again, social services, which is yeah. ironic. Mm-hmm. But it's just, if you want to keep your gun in this country, I feel like there need to be some stipulations to it. Yeah. Currently, I think it's too easy. I think it is too easy, too. And, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like, you know, there would be some people that I feel like would just be offended at this question. But, like, I don't know. I feel like it would kind of be smart for, like, if you're purchasing a gun for, like, someone to ask you, like, why? Like, what are you buying this for? Yeah. Like, what? Like, because, I mean, you know, personally, I wouldn't purchase a gun. But, like, I also, like... I don't know, maybe I would feel differently in, like, 15 years if I, like, depending on where I live, if I have a family, like, but, like, there are people who, like, you know, do have a handgun in their house, like, locked away, but, like, also, like, or if you're hunting, but if you're, like, oh, I just want one, like, why? Like, I I don't know, I feel like you need to have, like, a credible reason. Yeah, it's just... And, like, I feel like, obviously, we are going to kind of get, like, a, a lot of, like, well, I, I like to go to shooting ranges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like that. You could just say that. I like right. to go to shooting ranges. I like to mm-hmm. um, hang out with my – I have a collection at home, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird to me personally. But, yeah. you know, fine, sure. Right. As long know. as you're st- storing them safely mm-hmm. and, like, little kids don't have access. To, that's another thing is, like, you know, access to guns. Yeah. When we're talking about, like, oh, you could buy them 18, but it's also, like, storage. A lot of people don't keep their guns stored properly. Right. Like, you need to keep that, like, locked up. Mm-hmm. Like, like, kids can get hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, um, like, a lot, again, like, if the shooters don't buy the guns themselves, it's probably they're taking their parents mm-hmm. who either didn't have it locked up properly or even let the, just let right. them use or, it. Or, like, you know, I remember it like, was a Criminal Minds episode or something, but, like, the little kid got into the, um, like, where the gun was kept just from, like, you know, I feel like we can all relate. Like, there are certain numbers or passwords that your parents use that, like, if you had to guess a four-digit pin, you could probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it could be that, too. Yeah. I was like, I remember in elementary school, we had this happen at, in my elementary school. It was yeah. a girl in my grade and her cousin got a hold of a gun in their house and oh she God. shot herself with it. And she had to go to the hospital, gets to, she's totally okay now. Oh my God. Thankfully, but like that could have gone so wrong. Yeah. That is so scary. We were like, what, 10 or nine or 10 uh-huh. years old when that happened, which was crazy. And like that was kind of like my first encounter with anything gun related, mm-hmm. other than like, I think my dad owns a rifle, mm. but anything like that yeah. where I'm like, I like honestly have never seen a gun in person. <laughs> like, besides like on the strap of like a police officer's like belt, like, no one in my family has any. I have a lot of family in Nebraska, mm-hmm. so they all own guns. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like some people, like, just, like, like to hunt, and, like, that's okay, like, and that's know, the, to each their own. Yeah, and that's the thing, is, like, that is totally fine. That's a hobby. Mm-hmm. That is a way to get food for some people. Right. But you don't use an AR-15 for that. Right. You don't need it. You don't mm-hmm. need an AK-47 for that. Right. That is a rifle-type thing mm-hmm. that you would want that for. So, yeah. I don't know. I guess this kind of episode got into a bit of a rant, but, you know, I think it's warranted. Mass shooting is a clear problem in this country, and we, as a generation who's been immensely targeted by it, I think it's right that we share our opinions on it. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around for another episode of Tea Time. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Elizabeth Urban. And I'm your other host, Erin Gesser.